They call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down the bayou. What up, everybody? They call me the Greedy Man. Hello. How are you? Got many clients. Peekaboo. Come from miles. What's up? Welcome to the Po Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Jody B. That motherfucker. And uh, it's Sunday, bitch. <laughs> I got a new episode, and it's, uh, I think it's going to be a good one. It's not very often that I get a, a, a co-host that's willing to kind of go toe for toe. Toe for toe? Tat for tit. Stand toe to toe. Um, you know, I, I have a dark sense of humor, man. I see things from a very strange perspective because I've seen a lot of negativity in my life. And it's something that I can relate to and find the funny. So I appreciate it when I find somebody else who maybe has the same sentiment. It's, it's kind of like two supervillains coming together to form like a, a you know, uh, an alliance and then collectively we fuck shit up. I think that uh, we had a really good conversation today. And my guest was Doug from the Who's Right podcast. Now he's been kind of a pariah lately uh he's done some episodes some shows and talked some shit and it's you know it's been kind of fun to watch from afar it's like a car accident you know to see kind of the shit storm ensue and all these people kind of lose their goddamn minds but uh you know you listen to him long enough and i think you understand that he's just a, he's just a fucking dude just a dude that's had some life experience and has opinions and i find this show entertaining but I had him more on the serious side today, and we just we talked for a long fucking time, like two hours. So I hope you can sit through it. I will give you this disclaimer: if you are uncomfortable with with certain words, you know, if you're a person who's easily offended or triggered by ethnic slurs or or talks of the word retarded. Um, Let's see, Indian style, dildos. There's a lot of shit in this one, man. Suicide, like, we're going to get deep. So, you motherfuckers sit back and enjoy this filthy episode of the Pub Boys podcast. Motherfucker. They call me Dr. Jones. The fact that I don't fit into a certain genre with me, you know, I don't fit in with this band or that band, or I don't play this game or that game, or, you know, I don't kiss the political ass of the music system. I do it my way, alone, any way I have to, with anybody I can get who's willing to come along for the fight, and, and they just do not like it. Well, I drink a lot of whiskey, and I'm smoking all the time, and I'm getting fucked up every goddamn night. 
Coming in hot on a Sunday with the uh, the third iteration of the Williams family clan, Mr. Hank Williams the third, with a lovely song about Gigi Allen, um, and I felt like it was appropriate. We have a rather uh, noteworthy guest this morning. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's funny some of the shit that I've heard you get into lately, uh, be it your your topics of your show or even some of your uh, extracurricular <laughs> Twitter activity and people seem to fucking hate you sometimes. Uh, but I don't think you really give a fuck. <laughs> so it works out. <laughs> yeah. I, I generally don't. Um, I, I just kind of say what's on my mind and, and if it makes people laugh, then that's good. If it doesn't, I don't care. I guess don't listen. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you miss. But at least you're taking a fucking swing, right? <laughs> it's better than, I think, just playing it safe the whole time. That shit gets old a little. Um, I don't know, man. Um, with some of the shit you said you've gotten into between your uh, <laughs> your now non-existent uh, little rendezvous with Mr. Carl <laughs> from the WATP... <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know many people that have had to pull down episodes because of, uh, I don't know, truckloads of hate <laughs> that come their way. And so so uh, are you going to introduce me or are we going to skip right past that shit? See, this is the thing. And you can help me with this. You motherfuckers don't even do an intro. <laughs> My thing is I do a double intro and sometimes I feel fucking dumb when I listen back to it. I'm like, well, you just Oh, said- <laughs> yeah. I forgot. You, you record before and then. Yeah, you gotta you gotta fucking warn me about that shit, man. Today, first of all, <laughs> welcome to the Po Boys Podcast. Buckle up, motherfucker. <laughs> it's gonna be a bumpy road today. We have uh one half of the the dynamic duo that makes up the Who's Right podcast. I'd I'd say the the main part. Uh I listen to most of the shows, uh and uh I found that yeah, you do what? 80, 90 percent, ninety five, ninety eight percent, I believe. Anthony's a great guy, but I think he's just vocal talent at this point. <laughs> he, Anthony, does a lot behind the scenes. It's it's there's a lot going on that that nobody, including myself, knows about. It's funny. It's, it's a hard. It is a hard fucking job to be able to sit around and talk to you for an hour and a half. I'm sure. Today's guest is Doug from the Who's Ride podcast. Captain Doug, Mr. Doug. I almost played the theme song from the show, Doug, but I figured that wasn't going to be good enough, so we come in hot with some punch, fight, fuck, 
Hank Williams Jr. the third. Hank Williams Jr. the third. Yeah, that is a. Uh, they make him the it, fifth one, I guess. You know, I, I don't know if everybody does this, but I've kind of attributed that song as as like my my personal theme song. I mean, it. I can relate to that more than most. It's your mantra. Yeah, <laughs> do you, I guess. Do you hum it to yourself while you're jerking off? <laughs> I do with tears rolling down my face. Do you go with the uh, now the we had to have a little discussion. There's actually two versions of that song. Um, the the album version, which is a very more very more punk, uh, fast paced. It's it's pretty hard, man. And uh, which it one? really all it, it really all depends. If if I light a candle, I'll play the slow acoustic version. If I feel like <laughs> if I feel like raping my hand, then I'll play the punk version. The point. You know, we were talking about this yesterday, and you spun me the fuck out, man. It happened. I was sitting here. I listened to the song again. I go, God damn it, I love that song. And um, it took a while for me to realize that it's actually a dedication song. It's written for the the late, great, disgusting Gigi Allen. And, uh, you know, I really like music. I think that I've got a pretty wide fucking berth when it comes to my catalog. But uh, Gigi Allen is one that avoided me for a long time, and just a few years ago, I kind of dug into that. Man, <laughs> they don't make them like they used to, Doug. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that uh, Gigi Allen cared as much about the quality of music as much as the message that he was trying to put out there relating to rock and roll. I think he so. I went through and started reading some of his catalog. Guys, if you've never listened to a G.G. Allen song, <laughs> um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's distorted. It's punk rock, loud. You, it's it's disturbed, but like take away all the music and just go with the gorilla voice guy, and it's just that for you know two minutes at a time. How, hey, uh, how long would it take you to? To to grab a, a Gigi Allen song, I can get whatever you like. You got something? Yeah, piss on you. I think that's probably my favorite. It's not bad. Just as an example to the people, because I don't think that that Gigi Allen is really out there. Like it, all of his videos only have like ten, fifteen thousand views. There's a couple with a with more, you know, in the millions, but it seems like most of it is. Uh, is really low so i wonder how popular he is even anymore these days hmm the first gg allen song i ever listened to was called anal cunt and i go all right (laughs) let's see how this goes (laughs) you know if, if you want to uh have a conversation about music you should have anthony on he he is uh he is a lot more passionate about music than i am Mine and a lot more, and a lot more knowledgeable. See, I would, I would love that. I talk about music. The problem is, is I listen to other shows like Carl's, and they say like, "Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck?" <laughs> I'm not a musician. I'm not a record producer. I'm just me. And I feel like the idea of just sitting around and critiquing music would be a little pretentious, which is probably why I don't do it that often. But I would love that shit. I think the last time I did it, it was two and a half fucking hours. I want to piss on you. I want to piss on you. You ain't shit to me. Cause I'm better than you. I want to shit on you. And rape your little sister. 
feel like you could take a guitar and strum that out to your lady. You know, she's giving you a hand job. And it's like, yeah, I won't. Well, that, that was actually our wedding song. <laughs> it's fantastic. Did you guys do the uh, like the soul train? Everybody was standing there and jumping around. <laughs> yeah. You came down the aisle, man. So rock, rock music has changed a lot. And if you look up any list of say like hardcore, like the baddest motherfuckers. Gigi Allen is usually in that list. I think he's at the top of a bunch of them. Um, I've read into his life story a little. Motherfucker was born Jesus Christ Allen. That's a big name to live up to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that would be uh, uh, that's a big cross to fill. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. That's, that's not bad. I, I, well, okay, I'm gonna. I want to. I want to do over. Okay, get them all again. <laughs> That's his cross to his cross to bear. Ah, ah. <laughs> back to back points. Cha chow. So, a Gigi Allen song is one thing, but I think the whole point to to his premise was his his stage performances. Now, Doug, I'm 31 years old when Gigi Allen died. I think in like 94, 96, 93, somewhere in that that spot. I was a baby. I had never even heard of such things. And then I come to find out, man, years later, this fucking guy is just, he's running around on stage in either a jockstrap or dick out, whatever, butt naked like a man child, pissing, shitting, fucking rolling around. He just so if if you watch them videos you know he'll he'll run up to people in the audience and you don't know if he's going to kiss them or punch them and it doesn't matter if it's a male or female or it didn't matter and and somebody would just beat the shit out of him and then he'd climb back up on stage all bloody covered in shit and finish whatever song he was in <laughs> it's one thing to have a persona you know what i'm saying like i have to believe that there some of those guys are pretty trippy the whole time you know what i mean some people. Yeah, so we we all have we all have friends that you just never quite sure what they're gonna do on the you know in the moment. Right, like a rat I snake. Think, <laughs> yeah, and, and and I have a feeling that's like him to the nth degree. You know, you can't just go to a, a small tavern and have a few beers with him. He's gonna end up shitting at the and throwing shit at the mirror behind the bar or something. You ever thrown shit at somebody, Doug? Uh, no, I don't think so. I have a few times. <laughs> what do you mean a few t- like human shit or or animal shit? Uh, both actually. I guess if you put it that way, <laughs> same person. Uh, you know when you grow up in the country and there ain't shit to do, you just find ways to amuse yourself. And you had a you had a shit fight. Yeah, actually, it's, <laughs> it's you know it's it's a fun game because you only carry as much ammunition as you want. You know it's <laughs> it's up to you. I don't know, man. It, <laughs> this is legit. We we lived in this this area of Arkansas. Uh, we didn't have water, power, or anything like that. And over the summertime, man, we need to wash your ass. We go down to the creek, and so you in the water. And I don't know. We we're just fucking around one day. He was talking shit. And I was like, "You keep talking shit. I'm gonna throw some shit at you." And he was like, "Whatever, you fucking bitch. You ain't gonna do nothing." So I, I'm in water up to my nipples, you know what I'm saying, standing there on a rock, and I shit into my hand underwater, pull my hand out of the water, and I lob that turd at his face. <laughs> what the fuck? 
I am speaking to a fucking animal. Yeah. Raised by wolves, sir. <laughs> I keep it together where I told you. Don't let the voice fool you. There's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of darkness in between these ears, Dave. Dave? You're not Dave. You're fucking Doug. God damn it. Can you be Dave? You're Dave now, fuck it. <laughs> so Dave. Uh so, you know, for like the first three of your episodes that I listened to, I thought you were black. <coughs> I get that all the time. Um, I don't know why. It's I'm, I'm not. I'm very white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm extra white. Um, spe- there was one other thing that I wanted to touch on. We'll, you, we'll move past Gigi Allen. We got plenty of other shit. This is like. You, uh, you're like the uh, the snow of podcasting. The snow, I lick your bum bum down. <laughs> it's, I have layers, and the way I treat these episodes is I love talking to people. And it's basically me and you looking at each other, and we're digging holes. We're looking at each other. Let's dig a hole. If you fucking take your little shovel, and you just scratch the surface, and you want to stay topical, and, and talk about fucking Kanye West, and whatever the fuck, I'll do that. But if you want to dig, motherfucker, <laughs> I'll get as deep and as dark as you want to go. It's, I love this shit, man. It, it gives me an opportunity to get some of this shit out of my head. And uh, you got to find good sparring partners. I've had a couple that, like, we get deep and then shit gets real. And so it's it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, so in all honesty, that's why I keep podcasting. It's It's my therapy. Um, you know, it's great to try to be funny and all that shit, but ultimately, and, and you've listened to enough of our shows to know that I put a lot of myself out there. Yeah. Well, that's what you're doing. Um, it's weirder for like, like you, you and Anthony have a dynamic where it's always you guys. So people that listen will probably pick a side. If I'm being honest, they'll, they'll pick their favorite and that'll just be the way it works. Mine is get come like completely guest based. Like I don't have the same person two times in a row usually. So mine I feel like is even more narcissistic because technically you're just listening to, to me because I'm the only constant guest. So I try to be interesting. I try to let enough of myself out there so that you know that I'm I'm at least worth listening to. Some of these shows are terrible. <laughs> when when you say that, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you when mean? you say some of these shows are terrible? Some podcasts. And this is... I know that Carl gets a lot of shit for his show. Um, who Are These Podcasts is a very interesting show. Because basically, he's not wrong with most of the shit that he says. It's just the fact that they do try to turn it into a roast format and try to, to make a, a, a joke but they're they're harsh. They're harsh guys. I think it's a necessary thing because what I end up doing is I start using that same fucking mechanic on my own show to try to at least put out the best I can. And even I have days where I'm like, this is dog shit. Um, there's a lot of people that do podcasts and produce them, and they're just not talking about shit. It's just three or four people sitting around just talking. Like, no point, no nothing. It's just, let's just talk about shit. So it's like hanging out in our garage for an hour. Or three. <laughs> Sometimes they get a little <laughs> deep on those, too. And it's... I don't know, man. I think that 
because we're all kind of doing the same thing, I don't ever want to shit on anybody's, you know, art because this is this is subjective, man. You like what you like, you you don't like what you don't like. But um, there's a few of them that I've heard that are kind of rough. Just what the fuck? Why are we here? What the fuck are we talking about? It's crazy. Did you hear the episode that that who are these podcasts when they reviewed our show? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, they they took a couple things out of context, but that's their stick. But other than that, they were accurate. They didn't say anything that that wasn't true. Right. That's my point. Um, I don't I don't know like where the idea came from. I, I don't know if it was a new thing. I love it. Uh, I listen every week now. Now the last couple have been kind of rough because they're doing a uh, larger scale, and that's nothing against them. I just I prefer the. Uh, you know when they're talking about indie podcasts and they've done yeah so do so do I I, yeah. I uh, the Alex Jones and I think they did Howard Stern and they one other one here I recently. thought they were going to shit on Michael Rappaport a lot harder but uh, they ended up oh, just kind of busting yeah. him out a couple times and going through it but yeah it's it's an interesting show I highly recommend it go check it out and if you're a podcaster I promise your next episode after you start listening to that show will be a lot tighter. <laughs> I did it. If you go back and listen, I have two shows that came right around the time I started listening, and they're super produced. <laughs> like You get in there, there's no dead time. I think I cut out likes, ums. Uh, I'm a mouth breather, so like I cut out some of those, those errant pauses where I just go... <sighs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot more work. But it doesn't, I don't know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really sound the same. I had people that said that to me. They're like, well, it's kind of weird. It's not the same thing. I was like, all right, well, I guess if you like to hear me ramble, I'll send you the hard copy. How about that? You could just listen. Fuck it. A lot of, a lot of it, though, is, is the format of the show. You know, uh, So our show, for example, we, we leave a lot of that shit in there, but we address it while it's in there. Right. Um, and that, that doesn't make it good by any means. It's just we, we like to say that it's part of our format. But in reality, we're both just too lazy to actually edit. No, I get uh, that. <laughs> I completely get that. Editing fucking sucks. Hmm. That's why you got to do it right the first time, motherfucker. So our first. So we when, when we first started out, we started out recording on a Sunday and then releasing it the next Sunday. Right, and that gave that gave us a week to try to tighten up the episode or or whatever it was that we did, and it got to the point that you know because all of uh, the the comedy type podcasts are all pulling news stories and shit from the same places, right? So so our show would come out and we'd be a week late on all the topics. Uh, so we we just made a decision that we're going to record and release and not edit, and it, and it forced us to get a lot tighter. Uh, I am. Um, I liken your show to like, if I want to be completely honest, and I hope that this doesn't offend you because this is the, a show that's very near and dear to my heart, Doug. Uh, Beavis and Butthead. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. <laughs> it was a very influential show in my life. It kind of gave me that that snarky, sarcastic sense of humor. And it's funny to me because basically, you guys' show is very similar. It's just two assholes talking shit. Usually you'll hit a a point the same way that I'll feel about it. It's just I haven't been able to articulate it or really thought about it long enough to come up with an opinion. And then I hear you say some shit and it's like, well, that's fucking stupid. She should have known better. And it's like, 
Oh yeah, I guess. She's <laughs> a dumb bitch. What what do you want me to say? That's <laughs> It's funny to me that Anthony sounds like Randy Quaid. Now that's the first time I've heard that. I've heard Ray Romano and Kermit the Frog, but never Randy Quaid. You don't think so? Could I play you <laughs> something right now that that will make you think so? <laughs> All right. Okay. And then we got a I got one more thing and I think it's where we're going to start getting deep, Doug. We're going to go back to Gigi Allen for one comment that I read. Just that fucking guy. <laughs> He's been in my head all day yesterday. Hey, Carl, if, if this is the episode you decide to uh, review, keep my fucking name out of your mouth. Look, uh, <laughs> that little pause, that won't be here when we get back. <laughs> I, uh, I can see that shit, and it, it goes out the window. So when, when does your... Uh so you you record Saturday. You'll, you'll put this out tomorrow. This will be up today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just when I get done talking to you, I'll do like a little outro, and then I'll cut some shit out, level it out, and then boom. If I don't do it today, it won't happen till fucking Wednesday. So it just it is what it is. <laughs> I, I put that kind of pressure on myself. Whatever. Now we're gonna get a little deep. Here we go. Hmm. So, Gigi Allen. Motherfucker was a rock star until the day he died. <laughs> uh, if you go on to Wikipedia, I'm not teaching anything new. You can read all this shit. Basically, the, the night he died, he was doing a show, I believe, in Brooklyn, Manhattan, somewhere in, in you know New York City. Um, typical Gigi Allen show. He had cut himself. He had covered himself in shit. And he was just breaking the venue. So they kicked his ass out. They said, Gigi, you fucked up my stage. <laughs> there is literally shit and piss and vomit all over the place. You punch like eight people. Get the fuck out. So to the street, he went half naked. Uh, I believe they said he did find some pants. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Hulk did you watch that, that video of all this? Uh, I, I read this, but I've seen like a couple different videos that highlight some of this craziness, man. Uh, he fucking just hulked out and, and walked through the streets of New York until he found a place to get more heroin, and then he took a shitload, and then he fucking died. But that's yeah, so I, I think the way the story goes is is they they ended up having like a party, mm-hmm. and. You know, he he did a bunch of fucking heroin and then sat down in the chair and died. And, and everybody continued to party around him and shit because they didn't know he was dead. He was just sitting there covered in shit and dead. And they're all taking pictures with him. And and uh, it wasn't until the, the next early day. hours of the next morning. Yeah, the next day they were like, hey, he hasn't moved in a while. <laughs> like, I don't know, 12 hours. Maybe poke him. What's up? <laughs> See, I don't, I don't do heroin, so I don't understand what a lot of it is. Uh, I'm sure he did more than enough, <laughs> from what I understand. Obviously, it killed him, but I believe he was a heroin user, so he must have really uh, packed himself a wallop. Maybe it was one of those Scarface moments where he was just like, "Fuck it," <laughs> and just took it to the head. I, I don't know. You see, uh, and then one of his final wishes, I think, you know was to uh, not have any makeup or any work done on his body whenever it was that he did die. He wanted an open casket as he laid. Doug, and th- 
do you understand how fucking gangster that is? <laughs> yeah. That was that was my point, and that was where we were going. All right. Literally, they did not prepare his body for an open casket funeral several days later. So, I have to believe. Like, if you see the pictures, I don't even think they cut him open, dog. No, you you can watch the video. It's like, on YouTube. I don't think. Okay, so like when you see a dead fucking dog or a deer, whatever. I don't. Mental I- image is not important, but dead animal on the side of the road. You know, summertime. I, th- I think you're kind of in the south too, so you got to know what I'm talking about. The motherfucking yeah. them pinata dogs on the side of the road. Hey, you're just like, ugh. <laughs> Can you imagine being in a fucking funeral home? I've been to plenty of funerals, you know. Uh, you're standing there, and the the stank. They didn't even wash him. He was no, no. He's he, he still covered in the shit from when he was running around the streets. Covered in shit and whatever. Like people were probably shitting on him, you know, at the party. They might have been fucking puking on. I mean, it was. Oh, man, that's so gnarly. (laughs) Like, you go there, everybody's doing drugs. They're shoving drugs up his nose, fucking in his mouth. And uh, he had had a lot of songs that that implicated death and and dying. And uh, so one of his last wishes is, you know, he wanted to be buried unprepared uh, with his bottle of Jim Beam and listening to one of his albums called Suicide Sessions. So the, the so the legend says that they made that so, and then his brother or somebody from the band gave him his bottle and fucking put on his little headphones and turned that shit on when they were fitting to cut the lights out, and that was it. That's how he went. That's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> That's crazy. The CD was called Suicide Sessions by Gigi Allen. If you'd like to get a dose of that, have at it. It's it's fucking rough. <laughs> it's crazy though because I've never heard any of those songs so I listened to probably half that album yesterday um, songs that include Shove Across Up a Nun's Cunt uh, Spread Your Legs Part Your Lips I'm Dying I'm Dying I'm Dead <laughs> Like it's it's so crazy to me to to get into that music and check it out. It's not for me, you know. I, I appreciate it artistically, uh, but that motherfucker was a game changer, dude. If you listen to the music and you hear his story, you have to know that if he was out of the picture by 1994, I mean, it's like almost like a Cobain or a Tupac in that era. Like it's somebody who literally came in, changed the fucking game, and then took a hard train out what's up bye (laughs) and then everybody else is left to to decipher and learn and be influenced and everything i bet there's a lot of people that are influenced by Gigi allen that's what's crazy is i feel like he's one of those 90s characters that influenced a lot of people from that era but he's like kind of forgotten now because he wouldn't exist in a world like today could you imagine doug oh fuck a Gigi allen show (laughs) (laughs) these people can't even handle the fact that donald trump is the president you think they're going to go to a fucking to a a, a concert where they're literally going to be covered in shit puke vomit and possibly punched in the face and assaulted maybe Mm -hmm. even fucked you know i I, uh 
many years ago, I'm, I'm older now, but many years ago, I, I did spend a lot of, of my life fighting. Right. Uh, that's how I was brought up. I, I, I was just brought up. That's how you, you settled things. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just how I was. Right. Uh, but now at, at the age that I am now, I can't picture myself going to a Gigi Allen show. Yeah, I haven't been in a mosh pit in a while. <laughs> just a mosh pit in general and not a, a gangbang fist fight. Uh, there isn't anything about any of that that interests me that that the lead singer is either going to throw shit at me kiss me or punch me I, I'm, I'm just not interested in that you want to watch it <laughs> you just want to be in your car or something when you drive by that fucking accident <laughs> just like nope <laughs> mm, that's terrible <laughs> I don't know man it, it's a lot to think about like where somebody is mentally because here's the thing I read that song I'm dying I'm dying I'm dead I actually had to get the lyrics to understand what the fuck he was saying and I looked at it, and I was just like, not a bad song. <laughs> you read it, and, and that's what I would challenge you to do is hear the story of how fucking you know, level 10 this motherfucker was. And then appreciate the fact that he did him for however long he did it, and you can go back and read the music. He wasn't bullshitting. It's not nonsense. If you read it, it's, it's quite poetic, most of those songs. He just gave zero fucks. And uh, that was his thing. I don't fucking I, care. I, I wonder about the, the mindset that he was in before walking out on stage for every show. I mean, because it's not like, uh, what, fucking Poison or some shit like that where they're going to get wore out from doing dance moves and shit. You know, he, he every time that he went out and did a show, he was going to be covered in shit and piss and vomit and bloody he was going to get punched. He was going to punch people. Mm. And I think he constantly said, he, he said it all the time that he was going to commit suicide on stage. Right. So that was his goal. I don't know. That was going to be at least the plan. I, he didn't make yeah. it on stage, but he damn sure tried. Can you imagine being like that guy for a fucking day? Like you said, getting warmed up. I don't think he's in the back fucking smoking a joint playing riffs on a guitar with his buddies like i imagine he's fucking slamming like dude had a hard life let's be honest if you want to get into that fucking tank uh look around on some information homeboy came up rough very similar to myself in in a sense and i'm not trying to blow my own horn here but i literally told you a story about throwing shit at my cousin like it's dude i've had some hard fucking days and uh you hear about these people who get into these crazy you know head spaces with the shit they've had to deal with and i go i've i've dealt with some of that shit too like that's poor guy like it's uh that's some people are different but we all go through it man everybody's damaged a little is my assumption now i think maybe some of the younger kids are better people and it that's the annoying part is there are some things that these 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 young liberal kids We'll fucking holler about. And I'm like, I agree with that. But there's like other shit that I just can't get behind. You know, I believe that there are certain things in life that are just the way it is. And you've got to learn to deal. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's I mean, a that's, balance. That's, that's, it's yin and yang. You know, we got to have both. What do you think about like the zero tolerance for bullying in school and shit like that? If I'm being honest, because I have a kid now, I agree with that. In school, I don't think school is a place where you should go to to expect to be fucked with. 
you you get fucked with an extracurricular activity. You know what I'm saying? You 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 play football, you play golf, whatever the fuck. You you you're gonna have moments in your life where you're gonna have to have that conflict resolution. And I'm okay with that. I don't like it in the idea of it in school. You know what I'm so saying? I, I, I am not for promoting bullying in school. Yeah, you, but, you sound like you're a supporter, you fuck. Like, don't you ever but, just want kids to fist fight? <laughs> we, we, all had, we all had a bully. Right. Grade school, junior high, whatever. Um, you know, you're walking down the hall holding your books, and they come up and, and hit the back of them, so they all roll backwards and spill out over the hallway. That's bullying. Mm-hmm. You, think, you think that that person should be uh, suspended? I think they should get a talking to. Kids, how do I say? It? I think now, have, having seen what what I've seen in life, um, I think that a lot of us had it wrong for a long time, man. Like we don't, I don't spank my kid. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's one of those things where, because I grew up in it. I do understand, like, the idea, well, I had to deal with it and look the kind of person it made me. I'm not that great of a person, Doug. <laughs> if, you, if you really break it down to brass tacks, I have morals that I stand by. You know, I'm a good person at, at heart. But, you know, I'm a fucking, I'm a pervert. You know what I'm saying? I think crazy shit. I wish death on people multiple times a day. Like, it's... It's very well, interesting. I, if anybody that says that they don't is full of shit. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you're as bad a person as what you're making yourself out to be. You're just an honest person. Right. Well, honesty sometimes is 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 hard to deal with. Man. I want to I want to go back. I want you to think about something. And uh, do you know the difference between morals and values? Um, I feel like I've read this, but I'd like for you to tell me. So morals are basically the the things that society put on you that say, this is right, this is wrong, this is good, this is evil. Values are what you have internally. Uh, I myself don't believe in God or the Bible or any of that shit. I, I don't have – I have zero morals. I have – I don't right. weigh myself against what society says. I do what I think is uh, – Appropriate. I have values. Yeah. 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 Um, but at the end of the day, you feel like you're a good person, like you do good things, or, or are you the kind of person that just want to watch the world burn? Because those people are out there, too. I think that I can be both. Yeah, like Batman. No, not like, <laughs> more like Fat Man. Fat Man, yeah. I think there's a lot more of us than there are of them, though. That's the tricky part, is I don't know where the transition's going to come from. I see it. On the horizon, I see this nice movement. I think it's going to be good for society. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of people that had it rough for a long fucking time. And unfortunately, your values can be beaten into you. (laughs) And just like any other animal, like a dog or anything, like, you get hit long enough, you'll fucking believe what you believe. And nobody will change your goddamn mind. It's just the way it is. You know, you, you, uh drive down the road and you see a car wreck and there's a something on the ground halfway covered up with a sheet Mm -hmm. you know you rubberneck like a motherfucker you want to see what it is it happened to me two weeks ago that that, that's society as a whole society likes to Mm -hmm. pretend that you know thoughts and prayers and we care about you but ultimately we want to see the body on the side of the road 
this brings up a point because this is a thought that I had. I saw a pretty bad accident recently on the freeway. Um, like you said, traffic bunched up on the opposite side because it was a nasty one, man. Uh, I believe there was at least one fatality, a lot of people to the hospital. So you're driving through and, and you know, you, you're aggravated because you're in traffic because God damn it, people can't drive. And we're, we're about to go to that too. You pull up, you see the ambulance, the amber lamps, and then they tote that fucking gurney around with that big yellow bag on it, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, somebody fucking died. <laughs> like, they're not going home today, you know? And uh, that's crazy to me. Like, it's a very uh, surreal moment, and that's why I look at it. I don't usually slow down, but in that situation, yeah, I got to. It's what makes me appreciate life. I mean, I almost fucking died myself, so... I have a, an appreciation for life specifically because I don't have any kind of faith. Like, this is my only shot. And uh, it sucks sometimes when you see shit like that because it, it, it kind of snaps you back into it. Like, oh, yeah, I could die right now. Like, it just, you know, whatever. A fucking a rock could fall out of the sky. A shit bomb from an airplane. And it could go through my fucking roof and, and nail me in my head. And that's game over, son. Yeah, I, I, I think about that shit along the same lines as, as you know, when you hear that uh, somebody that you knew died or, or somebody that you were close to died or whatever. And you start thinking, fuck, man, they woke up thinking this was going to be like every other day. Little did they know that that this will be the last time they get to say goodbye to their wife or their husband or whatever as they're walking out of the house or, mm -hmm. you know, it it starts fucking with you. I see, okay, so with, with being a, a roadsman, I see a lot of crazy accidents, and um, I have an opinion on, on a certain word, and we're going we're gonna to go ahead and, and take a left here, so if you have a problem with language, uh, you might want to stop now. I'll give you a minute. I'll give you 10 seconds. Fuck it. Let's talk about the word retarded, Doug. All right. Got you into some trouble recently, I think, from what I understand. I don't know if it's uh, officially that, out in the world anymore. That, <laughs> that didn't so much as the word autistic. Autistic okay. got me in some fucking trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'm the asshole for associating the two. I don't know. But check it out. I've never called a person with a disability retarded. Not once in my life. And I've made this point before with the word nigger. I live in the South, son. I hear that shit a lot more than I'd like to. A lot more than I'd like to. And it's what makes me want to leave. Because I know that there are still values here that that are drilled into some of these people. And it scares me. I'm like, ooh, I, I can't be your friend anymore. <laughs> because somebody will say some real offhanded shit. And I'm like, alright. So I think as a society, we could change definitions of words now you know unfortunately the other one comes with a long fucking history so i can safely say my entire life doug and I, i'm i wish that i wish that i wasn't lying so that you wouldn't think that i'm being an asshole when i say this but i'm being honest i've said the word nigger in my life a few times telling jokes shit like that I have never in my life called a black person a nigger. Ever. It's never crossed my mind. I've never been, you know, in traffic and get cut off by somebody. I've heard people go ham 
You know what I'm saying? Because somebody cut them off or somebody did something like just the slightest thing. And they just, well, them goddamn, you know, and it's like, holy shit, man. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, and it, it still surprises me when I hear it. Like, it's it's crazy. So with the word retarded, everybody has used that word. Okay. It's not a, a matter of a disabled person. It's doing something really fucking stupid. Because unfortunately, it, it the word means that at some point mentally you stalled out. It's what the word retarded means. It means you you stop developing in a sense. I'm nutshell. I, I if you, if you want to speak technically for a second, you know the the word has a a use in industry. It means to slow down. Right. So, I think that we should change the definition of words now. Officially, we just get in the fucking dictionary and we change it. Now, that other one's going to be tough. <laughs> but retarded? I think retarded should just mean doing something really fucking stupid. You know? I've seen plenty of retarded shit in my day. As a matter of fact, uh, that accident that I spoke of where I had a surreal moment. You know, I'm in my car and I see a dead person. I go, ah, that sucks. I look over to my right, and there's a young person texting while they're driving. No, they weren't. This guy was reading a Kindle. That was... Now that Now that I... He had a Kindle, one of those little fold-open iPad-looking book things on the fucking... He was uh, holding it up while he was driving and just looking down and looking up. And I had that moment where I looked at him, and I looked at the fucking dead body uh, looked at him we're not in traffic anymore like we're rolling we're going 60 miles an hour and this motherfucker is just all right look down look up some people don't get it man and i think that there should be a word for that kind of ignorance i like retarded <laughs> I, I i don't know how you would measure this but i i do believe that by a large margin that's the nature or that's the meaning behind the word when people use the word retarded that's what they're talking about they're not talking about with some, somebody with a handicap we had um a moment where even in our nasty roach filled fucking house like my auntie would like babysit special needs kids like kids that were all fucked up in them full body wheelchairs you know i've i've been around people like that and it sucks man i don't know why a person would would even think to insult a person in that situation or a kid with down syndrome i've known plenty of kids with downs you know what i'm saying they turn out to be normal fucking people they're just a little off but you can talk to them i think it's worse the way that people fucking freak out about stuff to to kind of further you know that weight and then you put it on them man and it's fucking rude i think people need to chill the fuck out and learn how to deal with with words it's getting down to the point now where even okay (laughs) so like sitting indian style crisscross applesauce can't say indian or or indian giving fuck you i mean it how about this why don't we just call it indian style and you say oh it's offensive you're talking about native americans no fuck you i i I think Indian style, like from India. I played Street Fighter, motherfucker. I know how little yoga guy sits. He fucking sits cross-legged. It's Indian style. Like, stop being so goddamn crazy. Let's just figure this out and move on. (laughs) We can... It's just words, man. 
and it may make you feel a certain way but the thing is is it, it's just words like it's say them fuck it <laughs> So why do you, what, what's your take on that? You know, we, we did an episode a while back about when is it okay to make fun of something. And I think we put a marker on it of 10 years. Anything previous to 10 years from today is safe to make fun of. Mm. Of I, course, it was all in jest because we talk shit about things that are happening as they happen. But I think it's a sliding scale. You know, like obviously you don't want like depending on the body count, the body count, age of victims is probably a pretty big fact. Like, a busload of kids going off a cliff probably isn't that funny for, I don't know, at least five years, I would think. It's the over-under the over oh, on that. So I, I think if you had a busload of senior citizens who were on their way to see Dr. Kevorkian, it would be funny immediately because they were getting ready to die anyway. Yeah, they would. that As, would actually be in the headline. It'd be like, busload of, of octogenarians <laughs> attempted suicide. <laughs> Turns out they got a group discount. Waka waka. You know, it's it's crazy. I don't know. I think anything can have a sense of humor, man. I mean, that's that's where mine comes from. It's from pain, man. Oh, absolutely. Comedy is tragedy plus time. That's the rule. Mostly, the the best comedians are fucked up, <laughs> and and it's their way of of transcending their fucked upness and their view and what they've seen with their own two eyes. And to try to let you inside their head for a few minutes. Yeah, I think that's like tears of a clown or something, right? Yeah. The sad crying clown, man. It's you have to experience bad to appreciate good. And I think that comedians specifically have a knack for, you know, utilizing that talent. Now obviously there are people that are just show comedians that show up and tell jokes and cash checks. But um like your storyteller people, like the Joey Diaz dude uh, people that have had a, a a hard run at it, you know, that can turn around and and put you in their shoes, man. It's it's a very interesting talent. So, have you gotten into? So, I, I've listened to quite a few of your episodes, I guess, but I haven't heard you talk about your accident. You haven't listened to enough episodes. How far? How far back? At a certain point, Doug, I think I brought it up every other episode. It's kind of my gimmick. You know what I'm saying? It's my thing. And I say that lightheartedly, but I'm, I'm kind of serious. Um, when I was 16, I got shot in the head. Um, it was a freak accident. You know, it wasn't like I fucking, you know, tried to kill myself. I just showed up to go hunting and some shit went down and I ended up, uh, shot in the head with like a seven mag from from three feet away all right so there's a big gap between (laughs) i showed up to hunt and some shit went down yeah right (laughs) um okay so i i was deer hunting uh, at the time i don't really hunt anymore and not just because of that i actually no shit (laughs) i went a few times after my accident uh no i i got arrested once upon a time and uh, daddy can't own a gun anymore uh like ever it was just pretty crazy i don't know if you've ever been convicted of a felony but uh even if you work to to get it fixed and and sealed up you still cannot own a firearm in these united states if you've ever been convicted of a felony yeah when i when i went through that uh bout of depression when i was going to kill myself Mm -hmm. uh i had to surrender my my 
firearm owner's identification card. We, uh, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. That's what's gonna happen after we we do. <laughs> we're gonna go shot for shot. No pun intended. <laughs> so I uh, I found myself in a situation where I I got shot in the head. It, it was my cousin put his gun on the hood of his pickup truck. I got in, shut the door real hard, and all the shit started to slide. It's like a moment in time that's burned into my fucking brain. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy to think if you think about any memory you have, like I have very vivid panoramic memory of things. And maybe that's my PTSD. I don't know like if everybody sees things the same way that I do, but in my head movies, I have pr- usually pretty good recollection of of what happened and I can play incidents in my life like a movie, like butterfly effect shit. I just go back and I can watch it like a like a film. So that one is in there. It's just one of many. <laughs> the day that, you know, you get into a pickup truck, you shut the door, and you're just kind of looking around. And then you look over, you look back to the windshield, and then bam. All right. So are, are you, because I, I don't want to keep asking if you're not going to tell, but. I'll tell you. Is it, you is, is it like the game Mousetrap where this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, boom, you got shot in the face or, or? Similar, not so many, not so many steps. It's like two steps. You know, there was um, a jacket on the hood of a pickup. So it, I'm detail for detail. Jacket, boots, gloves, rifle. When I got in and shut the door, it just, it slid. You know what I'm saying? Like it kind of shuffled and so the shit started to slide off the hood my cousin who was there uh was like walking away and at the last fucking second saw what was happening was like oh shit and kind of reached back and tried to grab his rifle to stop it from falling off the hood and when he did it went off like i don't know if it was a safety recall doug i don't know if he hit the trigger i'm pretty sure it was just enough of a jar that it went off just bam through the windshield through me how old was your cousin we're the same age 16 yeah god i bet he felt like shit <laughs> I, yeah i would think so right i watched this uh this preview for a show called preacher on amc have you heard of it i have not so I guess it's maybe some kind of a comic book character they turn into a fucking show. Yada, whatever. Uh, there's a character, a character, on the show who I, I saw his picture first. And his, his name is Arse Face, right? I don't know what the premise of the show is. I think he's like God or something, and he wrangles demons. Like some, some ghost rider shit. But anyway, uh, this kid was with this girl... And this is a crazy fucking scene. If you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. Uh, I think maybe she was going to kill herself. Like she was holding, you know, had a 12 gauge double barrel shotgun. They look like they had just finished talking to each other about something intense. And then all of a sudden he goes to like pick the gun up and she fucking pulls it back and it blows the top of her fucking head off. Like dent, you know. And he's like, no, you know, right, right when it happens. And it's real crazy because, like, Doug, I've been in that moment. Like, I've felt that lightning. <laughs> that that your ears are ringing. And it's like, oh, shit. 
so <laughs> I see stuff like that, and it's just like, man, somebody's really fucked up in the head to to go there. But I mean, it happens. You know, it could happen. This so kid, were you, this kid were watches you, his girlfriend you, blast the top of her fucking head off in her bedroom, and then the mom starts knocking on the door because I guess she heard the gunshot. She's like, Tracy, you know, fucking what's going on? And then he's like, hey, Mrs. Miller. And she's like, Jeremy, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and then so she's piecing shit together, and he tries to go out the window. He can't. Like, dude, it blows the top of her head off, and he's standing there going, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then she blinks. And then he's like, ah, Tracy. And he like jumps on top of her and he's like scooping her brain juice like by hand back into her head. And he's like, we're going to, it's going to be okay. Don't fucking die. You know, like. Mom, What's that called? What it, show? It's called Preacher. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Um, so, so, so yeah. when your accident happened, did you ever lose consciousness? For like 10 seconds. Right when it happened. It was, um, so. It happened, the moment. I was smoking a cigarette, so I have my hand in front of my face. If you smoked or you know people that smoke, it's a very common smoker move where you, you light it, and then you take your index finger, your pointy finger, yep. and you just wrap it around the cigarette in front of your mouth, and you pull it down. So it's like that cigarette is right between your first yep. middle finger knuckle and your index finger. So I was turning back towards the windshield when it went off, so it went through my hand hit me square in the jaw and out the back of my neck um when it happened it was like just white flash ears are ringing and then like no 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 pain like immediately in shock couldn't feel any yeah nothing it was i've said it before imagine being struck by lightning just the sound is so loud and then it kind of was like like I hit pause for a minute, like time stopped. And then like, I heard a sound. It was kind of like if you were underwater and you heard somebody like banging cymbals together, just like, so that I fell over in the seat and it couldn't have been for more than a few seconds, like maybe 30 seconds tops. And then I came to, uh, I looked at my lap and my hand was all fucked up. Like I had a, my middle finger was like, just like it was back and like hanging on by like a piece of skin. You know what I'm saying? Like you could, I could see bone and shit. I was like, yeah. Oh, Oh no. <laughs> so at, at that point when you were looking at your hand, did you realize your, your, you were hitting the face or did you just think it was your hand that took damage? I thought it was just my hand. I couldn't feel anything, you know? So I sat up in the seat and I started bleeding everywhere. And I looked over and I saw that like my shit was busted open. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> so did it, what, when it, you said it went through your jaw? Yeah, it shattered, like, you know, your jaw is L shaped. Yeah. It basically shattered um, the L curve of my jaw. Okay, so it, it didn't take out any of your bottom teeth. It just it went through your. The connection there. I lost a wisdom tooth. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't. It didn't come out, but apparently it was damaged because one of the first uh, memories that I have from like the morphine coma uh, was waking up to my grandma shaking my tooth like in a piss jar. You know how they give you a drug test, the little cup. Yeah. She was just like, "Hey, <laughs> that's one of your wisdom teeth." 
I was like, all right, thanks. <laughs> so I notice you you reference it quite a bit. I've, I've heard you talk about, you know, I've heard you reference the story of your accident on your show. Mm-hmm. Um, even your Skype name references it, references it I believe. Uh, is that is that your way of getting ahead of it? Like, I'm going to talk about it before you have a chance to talk about it? Or, like, are you sensitive to it at all? I'm really not. Um, I've told the story hundreds of times. It's almost like a stand-up act at this point, Doug. I know where the pauses are. If I want to make it really dramatic and I want to suck you in, I'll, I'll get into a point and I'll look, you know, say then. It's I can make it as dramatic as I want to. I can make it topical. When I was 16, I was at a hunting accident at a shooting range. You know what I'm saying? I can get it out without getting into detail, but usually people are like, what? Like the first time they hear it. And then it gets old. Like my wife is over it. (laughs) I say shit like, I've only got nine goddamn fingers. And she's like, oh, here we go again. (laughs) What the fuck? And I got shot in the face. What the fuck, man? Wow, I got shot in the face. <laughs> Mr. Take out the fucking trash. How about that? That's what I need right now. <laughs> Shit is ridiculous. Dude, so what happened was is there's a lot of nerves that run through your face. Um, they run like a coax line down your jaw. That's part of the, like when you get knocked out, if you clip somebody in the jaw there's a nerve in there that sends a lot of a lot of blood and a lot of like direct it's just like a main line and yeah when you pinch that you fucking shut somebody's lights out mine got shattered and it like instantly kicked my adrenaline in so yeah man it was it was just like any other day it didn't hurt but i knew it wasn't good because it was bleeding a lot and I'm like, I've heard this story a million times. I don't think this goes well. I need to get to a hospital right now. <laughs> because at the moment, I'm just bleeding. <laughs> you know, I, just, I don't know what to do. So that's one of the like the craziest things to explain to somebody. Like, it was just, it's like right now. If you're fucking talking to me and somebody shot you in the foot, like walked up and shot you in the head. We would have just been talking on Skype, you know. Except now, you're bleeding. So now, what do you do? <laughs> you you got to get it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to get it fixed. <laughs> I don't know, man. It gives me an appreciation for life and a, and a, I think a view on certain things. Like, for instance, suicide. I love life. I know that now. I have reasons to live. I have a wife and a family, and you know. I've I haven't seen the light because I tell you what uh, I didn't see no fucking angels I didn't see Jesus all I saw was a hole in my fucking head and and I yeah the only not. the only light you saw was a fucking muzzle flash mm-hmm. and I know that there were a lot of doctors from a lot of credos and a lot of uh, 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 what's the word ethnic backgrounds you know Indian Arab uh, black folks, Hispanic folks, Jewish people. You know what I'm saying? It was a gamut of people that put me back together like a jigsaw puzzle. So, Was there ever a point there uh, where, where they, mean, meaning medical professionals, didn't think you were going to make it? I'm sure the first guy had a go at it, you know. Uh, 
once they got me stabilized, because it, I didn't hit any arteries, I didn't hit my carotid artery, um, missed my spine, you know, it just, it was a through and through that, that just happened to only take some bone damage. So I'm sure the first guy freaked out a little. <laughs> because, I mean, what do you, you don't know shit at that point. You don't know what's been hit. All you know is there is a teenager, you know, laying in front of you who's apparently been shot into the, like, face and hand with a dangly finger and a vagina in his neck. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what do you say? It's going to be okay, buddy. We got you. <laughs> like, can you imagine? So, so you have some, some pretty significant scarring. So oh, yeah. did, did it did it go in? Like outside of the mouth, through the cheek, out of the jaw—is that how it happened, or out of the back of the neck? It was just so through my fingers, and then right where I guess like if you have a goatee, okay, right where the rounded edge of your beard would be. There's like a zipper there for me, and you start there and go back, and that was where it went through. So it didn't actually break into my mouth, mouth like into the uh, the organ there. Which was cool because it allowed me to eat a lot sooner than I probably would have been able to if, you know. Unfortunately, if your mouth is leaking into your face, then they have to, uh, you know, take care of that. Yeah. There was a moment in time where I had stitches, and if I closed my mouth and, and you know, I built pressure up, I could blow air out of my cheek. That did happen at one point. So I guess it did kind of get all the way through. But they just stitched it up, and then eventually, you know, that went away. I've had a tracheotomy. I got one of those scars. I've had catheters, fucking MRIs. I've had pick lines. I spent a couple holidays in the hospital. It's a, it's an interesting two years, man. Just a lot of stuff happened. It's crazy. So I don't understand people really when they decide that. You know, they don't want to live life anymore. I've kind of got this thing. Because I also had another friend who died of an overdose. You know, and it's it could have been a suicide. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think you can tell a lot about a person by the way they decide to go out. And I find that kind of fascinating. Like, if I was going to kill myself, to be completely honest, I'd probably go with the old uh, water hose and the tailpipe trick. I'd probably put yeah. on, like, Dark Side of the Moon duct tape that fucking window shut i get in there can you can you like drink and, and smoke cigarettes and stuff like that or will you blow the car up i don't is there enough yeah no yeah it's just carbon dioxide that's being pumped in there it's not like gas fumes so you're gonna like set the because i'm saying like if the idea or get, carbon monoxide yeah, getting not to a dioxide. point where you're just done i don't want to hurt myself you know what i'm saying i don't want to I don't want to leave a fucking bloody mess for my wife to find. I just want to fucking check out, man. I think that would be the way to go. You get in there, you fucking smoke a joint, you fucking drink a beer, you put on Dark Side of the Moon, and right about the time you get the brain damage, man, I think you're going to be where you want to be. So so that's the song? That's what you would go with is Dark Side of the Moon? Maybe. I think it had to be something that would be calming. You know, you don't want to listen to fucking, like, death metal while you're in there because then you're going to want to get out of the car and fist fight somebody. But, uh, I don't know. I, I think if you listen to music in that sense, you know, that would be 
the way to go, just kind of a way to tune out. I bet a lot of those musicians that did that, they probably were jamming some crazy shit, you know? Music puts you in a place, man. That's why oh, absolutely, I love absolutely. it so much. Absolutely. Dude. So that, that's one of the conversations that Anthony and I have. It's reoccurring. Sometimes we've, we've had it more times while we're not recording than while we're recording, but... Uh, he, he'll say quite a bit, you know, that song is stupid or that song sucks. And my stance is if, if a song makes one person feel something, then it did what it was supposed to do. Right. So it's, it's not my place to ever say that that song sucks. I can say that I don't care for that song. Um, and, and, you know, I'm a big fan of nineties, cheesy bullshit music, Me too. but it's, but it's because it takes me back and, you know, fucking, I will, I will argue forever that vanilla ice 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 baby is a good song and like it, 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 it is a song that that not only changed music but it's still a song that makes me feel good so fuck you if you don't like it <laughs> it's one of those things it, it's literally affected a, gener- a generation because when you hear somebody go stop there's two responses you either get hammer time oh 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 or you get <laughs> collaborate and listen ice back brand new invention something something grab a hold of it tightly you know i i like i like arguing with people that are uh, i guess rap aficionados you know you talk about like melly mel and and grandmaster flash and and, and i always say the same thing vanilla ice had more impact than it, than anybody else in that time because he he made rap music safe for white kids to listen to. Yeah, no shit. I was going to open the episode today with an aggressive rap song, Doug. Because <laughs> I knew we were going to be swinging for the fences today. So I was like, I really like this song, but it's it's what, heavy, heavy, heavy. What is it? It's called uh, You Don't Want Drama by 8-Ball and MJG. I'm a uh, Dirty South rap guy i like my rap from like 1998 to 2008 like that 10 year spread there that's my you a fan of uh bubba sparks i know deliverance and miss new booty i had a friend in uh high school who named their cat miss new booty and you would try to find the cat and it would come out and you would be like i found you miss new booty it was it's pretty shitty yeah (laughs) I am uh, so so where I live now is is very very near to where Petey Pablo is at or yeah, where he came over, from. Anyway. You're over in the Cackerlacker, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other. and there's not there's not a lot of people here that care for him. I mean, I don't know Petey Pablo. Uh, he seems like he'd be an all right guy. Some of those rappers are a little too about it though. Uh, some of them are in prison right now. Like I'm a fan of Lil Boozy. Boozy badass. He's a fucking gangster. And I don't think he's ever going to stop. I, 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 I like, uh, so like Slick Rick. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of Slick Rick. Uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot, for some reason, I can't ever get enough of that. Sir Mix-A-Lot <laughs> has a song called Swap Meet Louie that I absolutely love. Uh, it's pretty good. It's racist but, as fuck if you think about it now. <laughs> That that whole album, Mac Daddy, mm-hmm. that whole album is fucking phenomenal. Seattle ain't bullshitting. That's another one on there. That's a good ass fucking album, man. <laughs> if you've never taken time to listen to uh, uh, Sir Mix a Lot, past Baby Got Back, you're really not doing yourself any service, sir, ma'am. Whoever hey, the fuck you are. 
if you, if you were to listen to the song uh, Jackback, it, it is relevant to. It, it could it could almost be the soundtrack to the bullshit that that's going on all across the country. You do that a lot. You relate uh, fucking like music that's happening to like when you see something that's relevant and you're like oh I, look it's just like the song <laughs> yeah i do i and i make that i make that goofy laugh after my thoughts too <laughs> i do it all the time man I, I had one the other day i was listening to something on the radio and uh i went into like i have a, t- a tick sometimes i think i'm a little crazy but like i'll hear something and then i just have to like compulsively sing a song in my head like if I hear a certain string of words together, I just it it happens anymore. And sometimes I have to sing it. That's even weirder. Like when I just burst into song, <laughs> I feel like a fucking asshole. But uh, yeah, the other day I I went into one with uh, since the Temptations, OJ. I don't fucking know. Ball of Confusion, the fucking uh, you know people moving out, people moving in. Why? Because that shit. I uh, said, yep, it's everybody's going fucking crazy. That led to Land of Confusion by Phil Collins. So, yeah. You know, that's what you get, man. Hang on. I'm going to get a taste of this, uh, this Sir Mix-a-Lot. You've intrigued me, sir. Because I don't give a fuck about royalties and commissions. <laughs> Come on, boy. Open up. Oh shit, we can do it now, boys. Well, you only left me a nigger, but at least I shot me a nigger. <laughs> oh shit. This country, a man's home is his castle. I've been attacked by the racist scum, and here I come. Clan run, cause revenge is fun. And I'm back one to make you tap dance with a shotgun. They said they had weapons Just to teach black people one lesson But I ain't going to your school of fools So come in, look at my tools You can meet and greet the Glock 19 in your nostrils Oh, I thought he just liked booty Sir <laughs> <laughs> so makes a lot like shooting people, I think Believe the hype, cause this ain't the jungle fool And I don't throw spears and I ain't leaving here I'm not seeing you ain't never seen Germany But you was looking for enemies So you found a young brother with cash Crash my glass, snatch my whole stash But I'ma get you back like it ain't no thing Show you what I learned from the gang Stack them up deep in a 6-9 deuce Long range scope Sir Mix a lot's fucking awesome <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, have to I, get I, this whole I, album now I ain't run it back I only knew a couple of them Holy shit. Yeah, there, there is not a bad song on that album. <laughs> it's so much different now, man. Um, my biggest problem now is the mumble rap stuff. I've tried. I can't. I can't deal with it. So I just listen to my stuff. You know, I've got enough of a library in my head and on YouTube that I keep it keep it satisfied. We had yeah, a couple I, of game changers I, in that decade. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Little John. T.I. Ludacris. Uh, a lot of those Dirty South guys, man. 50 Cent was in there. Uh, Eminem. 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 It's good times, man. A lot of words. A lot of different angles. A lot of beats. Two live crew. Two live crew. <laughs> it's not bad. 
This this shit was dirty. You dirty. <laughs> uh, you talking about pussy? I always say that I like the Yin Yang twins. And I always wonder what their infatuation is with making pussy farts. They say they, it, it did least, they do the whisper song? They do the whisper song. Yes. Yeah. Fuck, I I love that fucking song for some reason. Why do you see my dick? Hey, bitch. <laughs> the whole fucking song. <laughs> I love the Yin Yang Twins. That is a great little group. They're back and forth, and just I don't know who they were using. Maybe it was Mr. Collie Park. Uh, dude, I've heard like every album. I love Yin Yang Twins. This shit is great. <laughs> you a fan I, of the Wu Tang Clan? So I'm on kind of the wrong side of the country for it i know cream um and maybe a couple others like maybe the really popular ones but i've never dove in very deep into the wu-tang clan like i like method man red man but i don't know much about like the other guys like the rizza jizzes and and all that shit then they're like bastard you know like 25 members of the wu-tang clan yeah, so so I think I'm in the same camp as you. Uh, what is there? Cream. Uh, they had another one. Oh, I feel fuck, like I can't I even think. Like oh, well, right maybe now. <laughs> protect your neck or something. But right. but I, I I am not a fan. I I but I know I'm in the minority when I say that. I um I can appreciate it because I've heard enough of it to know that they're now ODB is tough. I, I maybe I haven't heard the right songs. I think the only one I really know of, like off top, is the Ghetto Superstar song, and that's probably my bad. <laughs> you know, Ghetto Superstar. Yeah, yeah. That's I, what you. I've, oh. <laughs> I, I've always looked at at Wu Tang Clan as very gimmicky with the uh, the kung fu, and it's just something that I I couldn't I couldn't latch on to. Well, it's no different than me. I like trap music, so you know the whole Cash Money fucking that whole evolution of things what's a what's an example of trap music uh well you mean like what is it about or like who would be the artist no you could play something real quick i'm not familiar with with nothing comes to mind when you say trap music i don't know what it means give you a prime example motherfucker i got you i got you boo-boos here we go don't you go catching feelings I've got such a boner right now. I got a big smile on my face. That shit makes me so happy. My partner's looking at me to see if my eyes open Cause I've been drinking and I've been smoking And flying down 285 but I'm focused Trap music is basically the rappers that were gangsters and came up with all they people so they made their money selling drugs and doing shit like what people talk about doing now they were really doing it back in the day and then we hit a, a wall at a certain point where it was just cool to be a rapper or a gangster and all this shit. You talk a big game, but what you don't understand is there are people out there that really sold them drugs. There are people out there that really shot them folks. <laughs> there are people out there 
that are in reality what they talk about in their music and there's so people who, that aren't wh- so. where'd the name trap music come from where would the trap where what's the significance uh the trap would be the culture it's drug culture ghetto uh obviously the trap is where you would go like a trap house that's where you say god i'm a sheltered motherfucker man no it's fine um it, it, the trap is usually the area where you purchase uh crack cocaine i believe if that's what i i believe the rumor um and yeah it's it's music about selling drugs and or making money through uh crime and, and other forms of debauchery <laughs> How is that any different than when when I when I was coming up, what they referred to as gangster rap? It's not. Um, the The music's different. So trap music is uh, a lot more to be played in like cars with systems. You know what I'm saying? Amplifiers and them kind of earth shakers. Yeah, but but again, so you, you go back to. I don't know if Too Short was actually considered gangster rap, but. You know, that, that's how you tested your system. Mm-hmm. Too short. So I think that trap music specifically, if, if you're asking, is a moment in time that involved uh, gang-related drug women, you know, also with that specific type of beat. And they all sound the same kind. I mean, it just it's a, a style of music that I enjoy because it makes you bounce, you know. It's like, yeah, and we're talking about booties. And we talk about shooting people and making that money off cocaine. <laughs> you just can't you get, sing the songs. You get in trouble for that. <laughs> you got any uh, any songs pop in your head that you know are not well written? You know that they are pandering, but you still love them? I, I got one specific example. It's uh, mm-hmm. Brick in Your Face by Stitches. I, I know that is a pandering, fucked up, lame ass song but I, I fucking love it for some reason brick in your face I don't think I know that let's see here okay I don't know I don't know this song let me get a hit now what you gonna do with it now what you gonna do with it now what you gonna do with it oh shit now what you gonna do with it now what you gonna do with it now what you gonna do with it now what you gonna do I like it so far now what you gonna do this is my shit. Now what you gonna do with it? Say something, motherfucker. Now what you gonna do with it? Now what you gonna do with it? I put that brick in your face. <laughs> now what you gonna do with it? Now what you gonna do with it? Now what you gonna do with it? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that took a left. Now what you gonna do with it? Now what you gonna do with it? Now what you gonna do Dude's like white Mr. Cow. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> I um, I don't know what to tell you other than I could I would be content just sitting here listening to that song. I'm over here singing along. I love that I fucking put that song. Put that in your face. What you gonna do with it? Uh, okay. So here's the thing. How? Where does this song? How old is this? I would say it's probably four, three or four years. 2014. Okay. So this music is inspired by what I like. So that's why I've taken some of this kind of hard, this whole transition into pop rap. 
these people that are getting famous, these these white kids. <laughs> Let me just call it what it is. This shit's getting annoying. Is, is that like a uh, little pump? Is that Lil is that pump. what you're talking about? Little little pump. Uh, old Mister Fruity Pebble Teeth. Motherfucker looked like he got a gobstopper in his mouth. The six nine Takashi dude. I think he went to jail for like child porn or something. Hmm. The only reason I'm familiar with uh, the rapper Little Pump is there's a podcast that's not around anymore called Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Uh-huh. Did you ever listen to them? Uh, saw it, never heard it. Oh, fuck, man. They they are they were funnier than, than anything else I've heard. But anyway, uh, one of them had the opportunity to meet through his job, I think, Little Pump. And Ugh. the entire story, he was calling him Little Mouth Pump. Uh, he's not a fan. <laughs> Did he get into a fist fight? Because that'd be awesome. Uh, who's that guy that's fucking everywhere right now? He always looks stone, and, and I think he came up through social media like everybody else, but like some Malone or something. Uh, Post Malone? Yeah. Heard the name. I hate that, I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> so you're talking about the, the industrial uh, gangster rap stuff. I have a, I like Pitbull. He's like a guilty pleasure, and uh, he's really been letting me down a couple years ago. He hadn't been around a lot lately, but I'm saying there was a year or two ago where Pitbull was kind of all over again, but it was different Pitbull. And I'm like, man, I remember when you were MIA, MI, bro. Like, what the fuck? And now you're Mr. International. I don't want to hear is you that, sing, is, bitch. I want to hear you that, rap. Was I don't know that I'm real familiar with it. it. Didn't he do like a bunch of all I can think of is Caribbean themed videos or something? It's usually a, a video. He's I believe he's Puerto Rican, maybe he's Costa Rican, one or the other, Dominican. Uh, you know, he was portrayed as this this dude from Miami who who like rapping about like hoes and stuff like he's i guess technically trap music was his original agenda and he kind of just you know he switched that happens though right people they kind of switch lanes and then they just become something else that's what uh t happened with t-pain you know t-pain can actually sing he doesn't just do the vocally shit uh he but you know it wasn't working him that, really and just he, he's music. another one that i'm not i'm not a fan of i like t-pain you know he gets it. He knows it's a fucking gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you not? He's done commercials. He knows. He knows exactly what he's doing. So I ain't mad at. Now, if he was serious and shit, and was like, "Y'all better respect my fucking T-Pain voice," then it would be a problem. But I'm saying, like, I've heard him sing, sing, and it just it wasn't as uh, lucrative for him. He was doing R&B music, and it wasn't doing shit. So he is a uh, rapper turned singer. <laughs> it's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Get you some tea paint. I like the uh, I'm on a boat. The Lonely Island <laughs> stuff makes me laugh, like dick in a yeah. box and all that. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of Lonely Island, that's for sure. That I'm on you, a boat. You ever see Hot Rod, the movie? I never saw it. I've heard it's really funny, and it sucks because I missed it. I, I completely fucking missed Hot Rod. You know you can go back and watch it, right? You don't have to watch it live. I like to move forward, you know? <laughs> I don't look back anymore. I'm getting too old for this shit. You know, <laughs> we talked about a story, and I, I'm curious because you know, I've only recently come into uh, your guys' shows, 
And I would go back and listen to all of them, but I don't have that much time. Doug, we're building new relationships, so I get to hear you from week to week. I understand that, that recently, you know, you and you mentioned it, you had a bout of depression that almost sent you into a spiral. And I'd like to talk about that because the one thing that I pointed out before was, you know, I think you can tell a lot about how a person by like how they either kill themselves or how they plan to do it. It's like a psychological thing. There's a a motive behind every way. So if you don't mind me asking, like I understand that shit gets rough and you know, I'm curious, you know, how you're doing now too. I'd like to know, like, tell me a little about what, what happened. Like you have to get into details if you don't want to about what happened, but like, Dude, that's some heavy shit. <laughs> you know, no, I, 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 I spoke pretty openly about it. Can you still hear me? Yeah, hear you great. Yeah, I started getting a bunch of echoes and shit. Um, I spoke pretty openly about it. I think the episode is called Suicide Solution, if I remember right. But this is back 2008, maybe, I think is, is when I was going through this. Okay. And, and that was when I was coming off of, you know, I was drinking a lot. I was fighting a lot. I was always in trouble. Uh, I wasn't a, I wasn't a good husband. I wasn't a good dad. And, uh, I think my wife just had enough and, you know, we, I I went on a pretty, pretty good spell and she just said, fuck it, I'm done. Uh, so I wake up and house is empty and my kids are gone. My wife is gone. And, and I, I just went down, I went deep, man. I, I I went into a really, what I call the dark place. Mm -hmm. And I just said, fuck it. I, I, I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, I've, I've fucked up my life. I've fucked up my family. And, and I think it's time to check out. Um, so I went to the store and I, I bought a couple packs of cigarettes and a case of beer. And I was going to drink to get the balls to do it because I was, I was scared, to be honest. Yeah. And Well, why would was, you be? That's a very that's an intense moment, man. That's, that's a lot. So I... Uh, went out to the garage and and i had a pretty good buzz going on and i I was just gonna hang myself from the rafters out in the garage and i ended up right there at the at the last second i i got in my car and drove myself to the hospital and it was it was on a sunday i remember that and i was walking around the hospital you know i'm i'm a pretty big dude you know i'm i'm shaved head fucking tats everywhere goatee yeah uh and I just started bawling as I was walking around the hospital. There was there was not a whole lot of people working, and I was just trying to find somebody to talk to. I wanted some help. And the person, this poor bastard, comes up and he's like, "Can I help you?" And I said, "I'm either going to hurt me or somebody else. I need to talk." And he's like, "Uh, come come with me, sir." Nurse, <laughs> security. <laughs> Dude, I'm just trying to hand out food to these fucks. Why don't talk to me? <laughs> what upset the ogre today? Are you okay, Kerr? Sir? You good? <laughs> I'll talk to you, buddy. Man, I hope you picked a big fucking rafter. You know, it would have sucked if you'd have brought down half of your fucking garage with it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was uh, sturdy enough to. I don't think I'm support. too fat to hang. That's what I always tell myself. I wouldn't hang myself because I'd probably break whatever and then I'd feel like a real asshole. Fucking pull down up two by four and then i would just hacksaw jim duggan myself in the forehead with it (laughs) that would but that would be horrible wouldn't it what happened to your forehead (laughs) i don't want to talk about it (laughs) i don't know man i i wonder about hanging because 
Okay. There's a lot of ways, like conventional ways, to go when you decide. There's, you know, people shoot themselves. You fucking hang yourself, pills. I think hanging is an interesting one because you have that that clarity moment. And I always, I wonder, you know, how many people maybe decide in that moment, like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But unfortunately, uh, hanging yourself is kind of, you know, depending on your setup, you, you might not have a backup. And if you have a backup, then you might not have wanted to hang yourself in the first place. So it's, I don't know. It, it's interesting to me. That's a very, that's a very interesting way to go. You know, I was, uh, I don't know what, why you said that, what made me trigger this thought in my head, but, uh, years before that I was in a pretty significant car wreck. I'd went through the windshield mm. and, like all I can the way re- out or like halfway out? Uh, halfway. Uh, okay. Um, but but I was laying in the on the gurney getting ready as I was getting loaded into the ambulance. And I can remember one of the EMTs talking to the other one. And they had said something almost word for word, which was, I don't know that he's going to make it. Mm-hmm. And in that in that moment, I was good. I was I, I didn't have a feeling like, God, I've got to fight through this or anything. It was all right. Well, this is it. And and that's yeah. that was my only thought. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know why what you said triggered that thought in my head. But I don't, I don't know if it's uh, I'm not going to stay say that I'm not scared to die because I just told you that I was scared mm-hmm. going out to the garage, you know. There's certain, like, I feel like jumping off a bridge, okay? There's a moment right before you hit the ground, obviously, (laughs) that you're going to either be like, I'm cool with this, or... uh, God damn it. (laughs) uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And so I, I have to wonder if, you know, when you get the belt or the fucking rope... I know what... Fun, fun fact, I live in the South. I know how to tie a noose. It's no coincidence. It's one of the best knots for pulling trucks out of a fucking ditch. If you ever need to know uh, a noose, you take... Now, you're not going to be able to use the rope again. So, disclaimer, if you really need to pull somebody out, you tie a noose at either end of a piece of rope. You put them onto a trailer hitch or a ball hitch. You will not break that fucking knot. <laughs> That's what it's made for. But uh, if you type in how to tie a noose on fucking Google, I, I did it one day going, I wonder what it says, you know, and the first thing that pops up is the suicide prevention hotline. <laughs> I find that kind of funny. Uh, man, like there's so like back in the day, even criminals, there was a couple different ways to get hung. Like you would either do the drop method, which could snap your neck which I guess you wouldn't feel anything if you broke your neck. Yeah, I think ideally that's what you want if if I I know that's what I wanted. You got to calculate a fall, I'm sure, because you don't want to cuz the other option is you know how they used to hang people with horses? Doug, you ever heard or seen how that works? Talking about when they just pull them up mm-hmm. like the pulley system? Yeah, they would throw a rope over a branch with a noose, tie them up and then tie the other end to that fucking saddle hitch. And then the horse just walks. A horse weighs, what, 1,200 pounds? It don't fucking matter. <laughs> if you're under 400, uh, 
you're going up, son. The uh, so so this is a ballsy move. This is a uh, I don't know if this is an urban legend because uh, as I've heard the story, it's it's from a buddy of mine, and it was his buddy. So I I can't put a name to it. Uh, if it is true though, uh, this guy had a run of cable, uh, really really high strength cable, and he tied one end of it to his neck, and then the other end of it to a guardrail, and took off Ooh. in his car. Ooh, it probably that took is, his head off, huh? Yeah. Well, as the story goes, yeah. Like I said, I I can't. I'm not going to sit here and say a guy that I know. It, it's a guy that I know who knew someone. So seems like the opening scene to Ghost Ship. Like <laughs> he's just driving, <laughs> and then it's just like wink, and then your head just rolls off. I think sitting yourself on fire is pretty punk rock. That doesn't happen very much anymore. Unless you're making meth or something, and then you, your meth tank blows up, and then you're on fire. Yeah, that would be the way that I wouldn't want to go, I think. Hey, that fucking that, guy did it at uh, Burning Man. You remember that shit? That just happened the other day, a couple months ago. That poor bastard no. fucking ran into the Burning Man, and he just melted. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the the burning man, the big pile of burning wood, and the guy was like, "Yeah," <laughs> he just fucking ran. I don't think he wanted to die, but maybe he. I don't know. That's crazy. Think about that shit. It's it's a famous picture of the guy that protested, you know, and he sat down, poured gas on himself, and then just lit himself on fire and sat there. Somebody did it the other day. Like that still happens. That's a, a message. Like, no, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a hardcore motherfucker, man. I'd be running around like the guy on Mortal Kombat after Scorpion got him, you know, with his arms waving and shit. <laughs> I take back my protest. Ah, stop <laughs> dropping roll, motherfucker. Ah, <laughs> uh, <I>, so <laughs> that's so funny. Set yourself on fire. Why not? That sounds like a great fucking plan. Is. I imagine that guy probably like died and melted. Like how they didn't get him out of there, you know, like nobody went in and pulled him out. So I guess they just got him after the fact. That's crazy. Fuck. I don't know. It just smelled like burnt (laughs) body at fucking burning man. Well, (laughs) the irony is fucking terrible. (laughs) Hey, guess what happened to burning man? This guy <laughs> caught on fire. It was crazy. I thought I thought somebody was supposed to do that every year. I thought that was part of it. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Just a dumb ways to die, man. I saw somebody being retarded uh, Friday, Doug. I saw somebody texting while driving a motorcycle. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. A chopper. So he kind of had that, that reclined position with his legs out, holding on to those fucking angle bars, you know, to where his arms are kind of up like a monkey. Yeah. And uh, he had his phone in his lap. And as he rolled by, yeah, he was looking down at his dick and then up and then down, you know. And I just said, are you fucking kidding me, dude? You're going, he ain't got no helmet on. Which, like, I don't guess it fucking matters on a motorcycle. If you're going to fucking do it, do it well. But yeah, man. 55 miles an hour on a motorcycle 
texting while driving. I was just like, that's that's retarded. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know what else to call it, brother. <laughs> that's that's the word. You're fucking out of your mind, and and you should not. I maybe I'm a pussy. I don't fucking know. Sometimes I wonder. Am I the one that is is the old man now and should be living my life a little more punk rock? I don't fucking know. I just know I love my life and I like living it. So I try not to die as much as I can. So did you, did you say uh, you have one kid? Yeah, I got one. He's like two, two and a half. Oh, okay. Um, so my, my son is 25. My daughter is 18. And I that's what I worry about, you know, is... So I have enough life experience to know what happens when you crash and go through a windshield. I have enough life experience to know that a vehicle is not something to fuck with. It will kill you or somebody else. And I and I worry about like when my daughter's out, you know, I I've think that I've ingrained it in her head to respect the vehicle, respect the car, assume everybody is out to kill you, you know, defensive driving, all that shit. And and you start getting comfortable. Mm-hmm. or or uh, uh, just just complacent, I guess, in, in that, and I worry that she's just going to pick up her phone one day and just answer this one quick text, and that, that's it, you know, o- over a fucking text, man. It, it God, it's so stupid. It's a fear that I didn't have till about two years ago. Yeah, two exactly. Two years ago, bro, <laughs> I, was, I was solid as a rock. I probably could have lost my wife at that point and been like, I'll be all right. The kids made it a different thing. Um, so, yeah, now every fucking day, you just, you know, make sure they're not dead. <laughs> That's the best thing you can do. But I don't so know. So does, does your does anybody in your family listen to your show? No. <laughs> not one fucking person, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> I think my wife will listen to the ones that she's on. I mean, what what are you gonna do, man? They hear me enough. They, I don't think they want to fucking sit around and listen to my dumbass ramble I, on about some bullshit. So, so for the most part, um, I've, I've got a few family members that I don't see regularly that I know listen to it, but but any of my family members that are close don't listen to it. Um, I have a very very strained relationship with my my father and my stepmother, yeah. and I had told a story about it's actually a pretty funny story regarding when I was in high school and my stepmother found my, she's, she's uh, Catholic and she had found my rap music collection. Um, and just took a, it was CDs and she took a fork and scratched them all up and anything. But I, I called oh. her all kinds of name on our show talking about being crazy and, and shit. Um, but I, like I said, we don't, we have a very strained relationship. We don't talk, we don't text nothing here. Like, uh, two weeks ago I guess the first time in several years we have had a conversation and it was it was via text and she sent me a message and said I've been listening to your little radio show with your friend uh, you always had great timing just know that I love you signed your crazy stepmother <laughs> I was like you know I, maybe I should start paying attention to what I say on that piece of shit show there's people that are apparently listening to this <laughs> I think that the the main point if somebody's going to listen then they're going to want to listen to like you you know that's the whole whole thing so 
you know, you build your own audience. That's the fun part, I guess, is if somebody legitimately listens to your show and enjoys it, then great. But I guess if you're talking shit about people, then you got to be ready for that, too. Yeah, and, and, and that's what happened with that that thing with uh, who are these podcasts. <laughs> I, uh, you became a social I, pariah, Doug. I did. It, it was And it was interesting because uh, my comment that I made was in general. It wasn't at a specific person or a specific case and it had gotten pulled out of context and and it was it was all over facebook and uh twitter of course but it was it was almost surreal that i would get on there and and there would be uh hundreds of comments or thousands of comments depending on which (laughs) one of the posts it was that was my voice um and they were saying that i was the most evil thing on the internet yeah, that that was weird. That that uh that couldn't have ended quick enough. <laughs> so the whole reason that I found uh, Carl was because somebody in a Twitter group mess. I, I'm not in it anymore. I got tired of it. Whatever. Um, somebody posted his apology episode for that episode, where he was just explaining. You know, I guess somebody tried to get him fired and all this stuff, and he was just like, guys, it's just a show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to produce content, and you people are trying to get me fired? Like, are you fucking serious? Don't listen to it. What's your fucking and, problem? Oh, like, so, so that's the other thing is, uh, so, you know, he, he rotates through his co-hosts. Um, they had, Him and a different person had did a an episode about a podcast, and they made some jokes at the expense of autistic, an autistic girl. Yeah. And some of the jokes were cringeworthy. Some of them were funny. It, it, I mean, if you if you have a fucked up sense of humor, then then you'll like it. But that's when he started getting a shit ton of flack. Mm-hmm. And then I came on as a co-host and referenced something. And the 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 callback that I did was in regards to the show that he did about the autistic girl. And that's the clip that they pulled. And then associated me with the initial <laughs> show. So, so I, 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 uh, I called Carl. And I'm like, the fuck is this shit, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you checked your inbox today, motherfucker? <laughs> Did you get the pile of dog shit in the mail? We need to talk, Carl. <laughs> That's so crazy, man. Like, I can't imagine having, like, a viral thing or, like, a notar- notable thing. I'm just doing this for fun, and if people listen, great. I like that uh, that Shiloh dude over at We Have Merch. It's kind of funny, to the idea that, like, hey, man, if you really like it, go buy some shit. <laughs> WeHaveMerch.com, one of our sponsors here at the Popoys Podcast. Yeah, he's, he's, he's getting a pretty good... Uh a pretty good group of shows and artists over there and he, he's just a good dude i mean he, he he's a good dude to get wrapped up with i mean if he's got like 15 podcasts surely he's selling at least one shirt a week huh oh <laughs> uh, one of one of the things i try not to do is count other people's money but um yeah just say it like <laughs> he's he does he makes 
something either way, which is great, you know, considering that he does all the shit that he does, you know, for what he does it for. Like, that's awesome. The sponsor thing is kind of funny. Like, I just got a a new sponsor. I'm going to have to cut a promo, I think, uh, here after a while uh, with Spunk Lube. So they sent me some lube and I was like, hey, I like to fuck. You want to send me some fucking lube and I'll talk about fucking and I'll tell them that I used your lube to fuck. And they were like, cool. And they sent me four giant bottles of lube. And I was like, so how long are you in contract with them to talk about spunk no, lube? No contract. Uh, I don't, I'm not doing like shit to where there's a lot of rules. I just say, look, if you want, I'll talk about your fucking lube if I use it. So, you know, they sent me what I feel is probably at least a couple months of, of talking about it price wise. If I'm just going off what I feel would be fair. And I, I like talking about fucking, so it works out. That's a good fucking sponsor. Yeah. There, so Anthony and I have had, uh, um, several instances where we've had people reach out to us and want to be a sponsor. Yeah. Um, and there was always a set of criteria. We want to be at this part of the show and we want it to go at least this long. And during that episode, we don't want you to talk about this or this. And it's like, no, I've, I've got no interest. Oh, that's not happening. Um, um, no. And, and so that's generally why we end up shitting the bed on everything is, uh, I think twice now we've had sponsors and both times we end up going out of our way to talk shit about them for one reason or another. And, I don't know if it's just self-sabotage. I don't know if, you know, we, we generally try to do whatever we think is funny, and it just so happens that we're recording at the time. Well, you uh, guys kind of push the envelope a little, too, so I can understand. <laughs> Have you gotten hate mail from them? Like, don't talk about our fucking popsicles anymore, you cunt. You can't fucking um, talk about gangbanging midgets and shit, you nasty motherfucker. <laughs> we, 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 do, we do get quite a bit of hate mail. And send we, us our shit back. <laughs> you want this old crusty Casper mattress you back? Say, you can have it, motherfucker. I'm gonna. I'm going to. I'm going to make a lot of stains on this before I send it back. Are you sure you want it? <laughs> you I'm gonna GG Allen the shit out of this thing. Uh, so yeah, I got some lube. I gave some to my friend, and uh, turns out that's a lot weirder than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> How do you bring that up? <laughs> well. Uh, I have a few friends that know that I'll do my shit. I mean, I've got this rig in the office, you know what I'm saying, with like a microphone of shit poking out, so it's kind of pretentious. If you walk by and see it, you know that I, I come in here and do this. And So I say, hey, how's the, pod- how's the podcast going? He doesn't listen to podcasts. He just, you know, idle talk, I guess. And I said, oh, man, it's cool. I got this new sponsor. I told him, you know, they sent me some lube and a T-shirt. T-shirt's a little snug, so probably not going to go with that. But uh, yeah, man, it's just it's this lube. It looks like cum. It's crazy. They use it in porno, and it looks like cum. And it's the preferred lube of the porn industry, sir. He was like, "That's pretty cool." And I got a couple different versions. And uh, not to give away too much, but whatever. I uh, I enjoy fucking. I enjoy lube. Uh, I don't really fuck with oil-based lubes because they they stain shit and they're kind of they're more like greasy than they are like slick and uh yeah they sent me one that was organic 
and had like avocado oil and coconut oil or something. So it's edible. Like you can put it on pancakes if you want, I guess. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I said, hey, man, you want some lube? He was like, what? I said, I, I'm not going to use this one. And uh, if you want, I'll give you this, this, like, it's like a shampoo bottle, Doug. Like, it's a big bottle of lube. Like, you're not going to miss it if it's sitting on the counter. I just said, here, man, that's for you. <laughs> He's like, all right. And then we went over to their house last night, and I was like, hey, what did your wife think about the lube? <laughs> he was like, yeah, we're probably not going to use it. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> then in that moment, I realized it's like, oh, it is kind of, I, here, hey, you want some fuck juice? You want something to go home and plow your wife in the ass with or something? Like, here you go. And then tell me about it later. Cool. Yeah, I, I need the review afterwards. I think that's probably what made it the whole thing awkward. I think that's what he said. He's like, man, I think it's going to be more of a solo review if you get my drift. It's <laughs> like, all right, I'll take so what. So what answer exactly were you expecting? I mean, yeah, I, I slid right into my wife last night. I appreciate you looking out for me and giving me this lube. That would have been uh, great. I was thinking more like, I don't know, like her pussy turned into a dove. And she was like, <laughs> Wow. You know, and that's I didn't get that. Actually, the entire time I was I was railing her, she was screaming out, "Thank you, Jody, for the lube. I appreciate it. It, feels, it was weird. It feels so much better than before." I don't know, man. I still got. Hey, you want some lube? I got like two bottles, Doug. I can fucking mail it to you. <laughs> you just got to give me your address, and then I'll put some lube in the mail. No, um, it, it got weird, but hey, it's good lube. I used it. It's fun. I, I enjoy plowing my wife sexually with their lubrication. So that's it. You know the best part? It's like lotion, kind of. So it actually soaks into your skin and it moisturizes. So it's good for your bits most of the time. So, but, but then it wears out, though, right? A little bit. So that is the only thing that I've noticed that, that is kind of a drawback is, uh, you know, if you put just a little to, to start with I guess you're going to have to get a little more after a while because it becomes like a press and seal envelope uh yeah you got to get a little more but uh it's good stuff though like I said it, it soaks in and the next day you know sometimes when you use like a, a water based lubricant you get them weird little crevices in your ball bag and like where your dick meat meets your fucking nutsack and if you start sweating or something, or if you go to take a piss the next day and you haven't rinsed that shit off, you get, like, lube fingers. Like, it's all slimy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I haven't noticed any of that. So that's what I'm saying. I believe there is some sort of voodoo in that shit that actually it soaks into your penis. So that's good. I, I like that, though. I like the fact that they are supporting indie podcasts. Yeah. Um, and, and so there's a couple of them. I'm trying to think that there's two podcasts that I'm pretty familiar with that have that have been pushing Spunk Lube for quite some time. And then now here recently, in the last week or so, I've seen a couple more pop up. Um, and, it, you know, it's they're doing it the right way. Send some product and, you know, there's no exchange of money or anything. They're, you, they're just getting their advertising based off of the 3 or $4 worth of product that they sent you. You know, at their cost, not not retail, obviously, but um, it's good. It's it's 
good to see that indie podcasts are are getting some sort of recognition. It's not bad. I mean, it's it's an interesting market at the end of the day. Like, where the people are going to buy some of this shit. And if you get popular enough, you could definitely pedal. Like Joe Rogan started with pocket pussies, man. Yeah, people fuck pocket pussies. So, surely they had some sort of a, a mutual relationship that made that worth having. I heard somebody uh, with Spunk Lube. Like, unfortunately, I think they they jumped in the water when they first got in there and i know some people that they monetize for a little while for i mean a respectable amount of money for just peddling some fucking lube i don't think they're really doing it that way now i think it's more uh just product based we'll send you some shit and you can get your fuck on and talk about it so i think that's a better plan anyway for especially with indie pods because we don't really make money so you don't want so what do you, to what see do you think shit? about all that about about all of the indie podcasts who are trying to monetize i think you put the cart before the horse i think that potter madness thing kind of showed me that there's a lot of people that assume a lot unfortunately and you know i'm very humble i don't have a lot of listeners but i do okay i'm not in the, the fucking hundreds and thousands and you know shit like that but i get a few a month if you look at it that way when it could be nobody listens to it and only like three of them are me so then nobody in my family so it's just people that listen to it i like that man it means i'm doing something yeah, me, me and anthony had you know we recorded yesterday for the show that came out about an hour before you and i started recording today and we ended up in this discussion that i am unhappy apparently with where we're at with as far as downloads go and when we started, we've surpassed what our goal was. You know, we, we wanted some people to be listening over the course of uh, a year's time. And now we are well above what our initial goal was. And I am unhappy with it. I want more. I want bigger. I want more people to listen. And Anthony is, is honestly good with recording the episode, putting it out, not promoting it. And if five people come back every single week to listen then he is good with that. He is good with five people. Yeah. I spoke to uh, Shane from Now That I'm Older, and he said that that was part of the reason that he got involved with the Potter and Family stuff. I mean, he's kind of, I don't know if this is pulling the curtain back too far, but he's hes like a Potter and Family OG, you know. Uh, and he said that was part of the reason why he got involved with that whole thing is because he got kind of tired of only getting 40 listens a week. And uh, I get that, you know, especially if sometimes you can make money, you know, like I said, this other guy, they they were making a, more money than you would make uh, throwing newspapers. You know what I'm saying? A couple days a week. So, yeah, dude. Hey, you know, and, and the other thing is, and of course, this is what we and me and Anthony talked about is. I don't even know what to compare it to. I don't know what is good versus what is not good. Um, we have what I would deem as as a respectable amount of listeners. Right. And then somebody else would look at it and say, fuck, man, you guys aren't even, you don't even matter. And then, and then there's other people that I talk to that are like, we just can't wait to one day, hopefully we have as many as you have. You know, so it's all, it's all in, uh, the relationship, I guess, to what your end goal is. Right. 
Well, it's what are you doing it for, man? This is a hobby. This is the only hobby I have. This is my connection to people. And what's crazy, and this is going to sound really, um, okay, here we go. Secret time. Doug, I think I'm a closet narcissist. I think Um, we all are. I think that's actually (laughs) part of this. I think that's part of this whole thing is we, even though we might not like the sound of our voice, we like to hear ourselves talk (laughs) and we like to also i i think there's we like to think that people want to hear what we have to say right and also it gives you the ability to have a conversation with somebody that otherwise you might not and that's my favorite part now like i'm not going to say celebrities per se but like people that if you were just a person who doesn't fuck with social media at all, you might not ever get the opportunity to talk to. Like I've got some folks I'm talking to coming up tomorrow. Uh, this really awesome couple that I met, and I think that their stock's going to rise quick, dude. Um, they told me they might let me get in and talk to Buff Bagwell. You know who Buff Bagwell is? The wrestler? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know who Buff Bagwell is. I mean, I've heard a lot of his story, so I don't know what we're going to talk about, but like... Buff Bagwell. Like I wouldn't get a chance to sit down for an hour, you know, at a wrestling show or at a diner and not feel like I'm impositioning him to fucking be like, so dude, tell me about all the pussy you got in nineteen ninety eight. It's a lot, huh? (laughs) (laughs) But you did all the drugs, didn't you? Yeah, buddy. So it's I don't think that we're afforded that luxury if you don't put in some of the effort. Because unfortunately, if you have 25 followers on Twitter, then if you ask somebody who has a respectable amount of followers, you know, it's it's one of those things. You want to build your audience so that it's more appealing to more appealing people to come to your show in some cases. Because unfortunately, you know, they got to get a little something out of it. You're taking their time. I, d- I got big time the other day, and so I'm kind of having mixed feelings about the whole thing right now. Uh, a celebrity is what you make them. <laughs> you know, if I just want to have a conversation with you, it's because I'm interested in what you'd be like to talk to. I don't really give a fuck who you think you are or what you've done. And uh, just recently I had somebody that was kind of a dick about it. <laughs> so I was, I've was i kind of had a, a, a revelation with those people are out there. <laughs> Was that somebody you had on your show recently? No, that was somebody who um, basically I have an internet friend who has on paper, you know, at least a, a large following. So I think it's more appealing for people when they see his numbers, his his following. And I think what it was is he wanted to do their show. But my buddy has kind of like passed guests on to me. Like if they didn't have time or they really didn't know what they were going to talk about, they go, hey, do you want to talk to this producer? Do you want to talk to this musician? And I go, sure. So this was a comedian. And, uh, you know, they fucking sent me a thing. Yeah, talk to him. He'll come to your show. I said, cool. And my, my message was simple. Hey, big guy, how you doing? You know, holler at me, you know, when you get ready, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to have you on. And uh, I think I said something about I love talking to c- comedians and I like getting to know people, you know. And he kind of sent back like, oh, well, I thought you like already knew who I was and something, something else. And I was like, oh, well, no, I mean, I just I fucking 
I don't know who you are. I just I've heard some of your shit and this that and the other. And he was just like, oh well, yo, no offense, but I'd rather do it with somebody who's a fan. Yeah, I thought you asked to have me on, and I was like, all right. <laughs> and I think I hurt his feelings because I called him big guy. So it was it was weird, man. I haven't had that happen. He was just kind of like, nah. I said, okay, cool, man. <laughs> I'd rather uh, do so, it with a fan so, or somebody who knows who I am. And I was like, well, sorry, buddy. I don't know you. And then in response to that, he talked to my buddy and said something along the lines of, well, I don't think he knows who I am. You know, something, something else. I'd rather do your show. And it's like, he just wants your numbers. That's what he wants. <laughs> what he doesn't know is those numbers are inflated. As podcasters, we can tell when somebody's numbers are legit. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah. It's just it's weird. Felt kind of icky. Yeah, there there's a uh there's a ratio you look for on Twitter and that'll tell you if the numbers are legit or not. Right. Has to do with likes and retweets and I feel like a nerd when I fucking talk about this shit, but I mean there's a science to it definitely. I think uh everybody's finding their lanes. You know, I'm not going to fuck with anything that's going to you know affect my content ever like no you don't get to say so on that i don't need it that bad this is my hobby but if you want to send me some shit to try and i'll be like hey yeah i used this lube or i i use this vape juice or i i wear these fucking sneakers or this underwear like whatever if I, i'll try your shit and i'll talk about it and if it sucks i'm gonna tell them that it fucking sucks <laughs> Well, switch to, to me undies that way podcast I am a, a me undies guy I bought like 12 pair of them still haven't worn out one pair Doug that's pretty crazy <laughs> I gotta say like out of all the internet shit you know that you hear about through podcasts I did Dollar Shave Club I've tried the Hello Fresh and the Blue Aprons and all that shit me undies I think is the best one so I've been I've been thinking about signing up for that Dollar Shave Club, um, and the it wasn't Blue Apron, HelloFresh. We did that. It wasn't based off podcast, but but we did that. That food ain't bad, but fuck, there's nothing there. Yeah, I mean it's, it's like twenty bucks a plate if you average it out to a two person deal. So yeah, it's yeah tw- twenty bucks a plate, and you're getting like appetizers. I mean. And you got to cook it all yourself. So fucking just go out to eat if you're going to spend that much on a fucking plate of food. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Doug. We done sat here and talked for a minute, huh? Yeah. (laughs) You get lost in it. (laughs) I don't want to take up your whole fucking Sunday. It's Memorial Day. I don't think I'm doing shit today because I've got another show tomorrow. So I'm going to try not to get too hammered uh, between now and then. But it's going to be tough, I think. So tomorrow is uh, with Buff Bagwell? No, 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 no. That's like a future thing. I, I got another buddy I think I want to hook him up with first that's more of a wrestling guy. And I think that'll be better. And then maybe if he wants to do any more. He says he's wanting to do all kinds of... You want Buff Bagwell on your show, dude? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we actively avoid having other people on our show unless it's something that fits our shtick. No, that was a, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> JK. I do know somebody that would like him on there, though. Mm. Hey, man, they basically told me that he's at a point where he's not, like, 
you know, he's not sad like Vincent or anything, but he's definitely, you know, promoting and getting back out in the circuit and stuff. So he's, yeah, and he loves talking. He's a very friendly, honest guy. And that's what I appreciate about the dude. It's just that voice, though. <laughs> you you should reach out to uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. You think so? Yeah, he, he's got that book that's out now. He, he just he just published a tell-all book uh, between what happened between him and Hogan. Oh, they were uh, like BFFs, man. I, I think he's uh, he's looking to speak. You know, I think wrestlers, are, if, if you wanted to talk to wrestlers, I think there's a bunch you could talk to. So, that's Doug. <laughs> Man, that went all over the place. We got deep, son. Learned some things about some things. There is no God. God is great. People are crazy. Anyway, so, I know that took forever. <laughs> We're going to get your ass out of here now. It's It's been a good day so far. We're creeping in on Memorial Day. Uh, hopefully tomorrow we will be in contact with the Married as Fuck podcast. That's the plan. We get to talk to Randall and Brooke about their show, and it's going to be a good time, I think. Um, we are now sponsored by Spunk Lube. I know you heard that in the episode, but that's legit. I will tell you, I love the shit so far. It's very slick. It's not slimy, and uh, if you enjoy fucking or jacking your dick, I highly suggest you go to www.spunkloop.com. You can go to at Spunkloop, I think, on Twitter. You can talk to the the directors of the program, man. They're one of the, the highest-rated uh, lubrication companies in the porno industry, and uh, they got uh, a flavor for every every option, so go check them out. Also, uh, we have merch.com. You can go buy t-shirts and shit if you like. That'd be cool. I got some, some new stuff coming. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, ASN Radio Network. I want to get everybody in this time. I always forget the people that I, I need to, to talk about. So, ASN Radio Network, holla. Uh, we're archived there. If you'd like to listen to the back catalog, go do that. Uh, like, subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your friends, mama, about the show, and let's spread the word, man. I love this shit. I love talking to people. I love learning about what makes people tick. I think secretly, I'm either like a psychopath, and I like like psychologically sizing people up, or maybe I could be like a therapist. I enjoy this shit. But anyway, I'm going to get out of here. You guys hit me up if you want to talk. If you know somebody that might be a good fit for my show, send them my way. I'll, I will dissect that ass. Have a great weekend, and I'll catch your ass down the road. It's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact. And if you interact, your life is on contract. It's just one of those days.